week in Revolt Black News, the opportunity to vote early gets closer and closer. Now, as exciting as all that may be, there are still far too many black folk who will simply not get a chance to cast their ballot because of voter suppression. Now, over the years, polling places have implemented stricter enforcement on voter ID laws, and that's the particular work of Republican legislation all around unfounded claims of preventing voter fraud. Now, a study earlier this year reported that 25% of the black electorate does not even have a government-issued ID, which leaves them helpless on election day. And listen, it's not just us. Three years ago, North Dakota, a state that is highly populated by Native Americans, they enacted a very strict voter ID law, leaving almost 20% of the Native community not eligible to vote. So listen, it's obvious. This country loves to oppress and suppress because for them, that's a winning strategy. They see that as success. But we, we see it as failure, their failure, not just in the overt racist tactics, but see their constant failure in underestimating us. So I have only one question for you. When it comes to this election, are you going to underestimate yourself? Welcome to Revolt Black News. I'm your host, Ebony K. Williams. All right, so today we're gonna go deep around the issue of voter suppression. But first, we're gonna have a very important conversation about the black man's vote in America. So today I'm joined by a hip hop legend. He's a man who under any other circumstances, I'd be talking about his uh, legendary catalog and frankly trying to see what's up with this so-so deaf bad boys versus battle that I really wanna see. But in all sincerity and seriousness, Right now, it's all about November 3rd. It's the issue at hand, and it should be all of ours priority. This man has been a vocal advocate for the importance of the black vote in this election, and I am thrilled to invite him on Revolt Black News. Welcome to the show, Jermaine Dupree. Thanks for having me. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. So, obviously, Jermaine, we're talking about this election in 2020, but we got to go back to see how we got here. So we got to go back to 2016. Now, you were very vocal about people voting then, and, and we know that the black vote significantly dropped. We went from 66% of black voter turnout in 2012 down to 59% in 2016. Why do you think so many black folks stayed at home last time? I don't think they cared for the, 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 the choices that we had. And which is the reason why I'm even more vocal this time, because I feel like it's even worse this time. I'm hearing a lot of that same narrative too, Jermaine. Uh, you know, people that you know, feel a way about Trump, but aren't particularly excited about Joe Biden. And I'm going to get to, uh, well, you know, let's just get to it. What are your feelings on Joe Biden? You have said publicly that the black vote uh, has been earned by Joe Biden. And, um, you know, in the culture, that's a bit of a controversial statement. But tell me why you say that. Um, Because I feel like any person that's that's willing to listen and willing to have conversation with people that have problems with you, not just Joe Biden, anybody. If you have a if you have a problem with somebody and that person is willing to come over to your house or, you, or willing to allow you to come to their house and y'all have a conversation and y'all can talk it out, um, I believe that that's the that's the place that we should be going to, um, and that's the direction that we should be going to. I I I I don't even Trump doesn't even address Black Lives Matter. He addresses everything that's happening in the world like it's something that's like. And whatever, whatever, you know what I mean? So for us to say that we he won't even say the words, he won't even yeah. say black lives matter. Trump won't. Yeah, from saying, he, he won't even say the words. So 
for anybody that has that black anybody that's black that's thinking otherwise just use that as your example like if you got a problem with somebody and you know and the person is willing to talk to you then that means that the problem could possibly be worked out and i had a conversation with joe biden me ti gz dallas austin um uh falana williams uh mayor um we all had a, we had a we had a round table with joe biden before you know for a long time ago um where we all sat around and we gave him the the atlanta black person attitude you know what i'm saying and he yeah. didn't have to take that he didn't have to sit down and go through that he didn't have to sit down and listen to us and i'm just saying i feel like anybody that takes the time um to sit around and listen to a whole bunch of different people's opinions and ideas they care a little bit you know what i mean it might not be a lot yeah. but they what care you, a little bit yeah what'd you take from that conversation with joe jermaine like um what was his vibe like and and what questions w was he asking of y'all that's what i want to know he asked the main thing that i took from this was he was asking for help he asked us to help him because he said i don't know everything and i love when people say i love when powerful people say that mm -hmm. like help me especially if you out there screaming I, 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 I. you got all this stuff to say and the person and the person that you're saying it to says okay well help me here i am tell me what i need to do tell me what i need to do to help write it down on a piece of paper have somebody send me some da 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 da, da. he he asked for all of this and this was before kamala came into the picture but you know and that's what i'm saying he did this for people saying that he using kamala as the, to get the black vote he had this meeting with us before her. So, J.D., some reports are saying that Trump is actually gaining some black men voters. Um, a, do you believe that report? And if it's true, because you do hear some of that in, in, in the ethos, you know, some black dudes are, are like, yeah, you know, I fuck with Trump, I ride with Trump. He's so crazy. I like it. Um, what do you think that appeal may be and how dangerous is that thinking? Um, it is. I believe it. I, I believe it. For one, that's the answer to the question. I definitely believe it because I, I believe that people like Trump because he he does he doesn't like hide it. It Care? just it yeah. is what it is. Mm -hmm. It is. It is what it is. And it's right in your face. This is what it is. I'm going to stand right here. You can stand over there. It's that it's that blunt. Right. And I think I said this before. The reason he won was because he wasn't a politician. He won because. He right. made people feel like we were getting rid of the political views and we was getting the view of a person that's actually on the street, right? And mm -hmm. he's using that same, he's using those same tactics to try to win again. In order to beat him, we gotta be, we gotta address the elephants in the room, right? We gotta address, yeah. we gotta address it the way it needs to be addressed. And um, I feel like, I do feel like Kamala, should come out and say something about her past and she should she should address it in a way to make people say like okay listen yeah if you don't like what happened with the incarceration thing that i was a part of i don't know all of the details so that's why i'm just saying it right like i'm saying it but if if you if you don't like that i get it i understand but this was something that i felt needed to happen when i did it now i feel like mm -hmm. i got other things to deal with in this time of, of life and I'm gonna deal with what needs to be done right now. She, I believe, she needs to say something like that in order to fight Donald Trump because that's I the type totally of thing. I totally agree. 
Yo, I told you, you spot on with it. And in fact, I'm, um, I'm on a justice coalition call with uh, Senator Kamala Harris right this afternoon. And you know what, Jermaine Dupree, if you don't mind, I'm going to make that suggestion. You know, and I am Please. because I totally agree with you. What she needs to do is just own the shit. Own it. You know what? Yeah, just this is what happened. This, this is why I thought it needed to be done at the time, just like you said. But this is in reflection, in retrospect, these were some better ways I could have handled that. And moving forward, this is exactly how I will handle it. I think that will go a very long way with the culture. Oh, yeah. And with people if she in general. Said, if, she, if she says something like anything remotely close to that, it's going to go crazy. And it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to be a shot back at the Trump administration the way mm -hmm. he shoots. And then they, you know, yeah. at that point, at that point, they don't know how, I don't believe they know how to defend people that fight they same mm. fight. His yeah. thing is like, he tries to shoot at people to say, they being fake. You gonna listen to them? They just right. trying to talk to you this way. That's the way they trying to talk to you, but really they da 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 da. I'm gonna tell you like this. So most of the time, when somebody speaks to people like that, this is the person they listen to, because the person is trying to tell you uh, they just fake. They just being fake. They ain't, they, ain't, they ain't saying it the way they should say it. I'm going to tell you the way it should be said. Jermaine, brother, thank you so much for joining and for using your platform to make November 3rd the priority that it needs to be. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, we've got today's headlines. Much more Revolt Black News after this. Welcome back to Revolt Black News. Here are today's headlines. Now, after days of denying past disparaging remarks about war soldiers, Trump is now doing damage control for the military support. Now, he's attempted to shift the narrative by saying, quote, I'm not saying the military's in love with me. Well, the soldiers are. The top people in the Pentagon probably aren't because they want to do nothing but fight wars so that all those wonderful companies that make the bombs and make the planes and make everything else stay happy, end quote. All right, y'all, I don't even know why this is up for debate. Frankly, we all know that Trump told us exactly how he feels about the men and women that served this country in battle a long time ago. You remember way back when, when he called John McCain a loser because he actually was captured as a prisoner of war? Yeah, so don't try to change your tune now, Trump. We already know exactly how you feel about our soldiers. He's a war Five hero. And a half years He's a war hero because he was captured. I like people that weren't captured, okay? I hate to tell you. Do you He's agree with that? He's a war hero because he was captured. And as Trump continues to divide rather than unite, he made significant strides this week in denouncing people wearing masks. Here he is asking a reporter to remove his mask. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, thank you, Mr. President. Uh, the issue of what happens when you are in France continues to be a story. You're gonna have to take that off, please. Just, you can take I'll, it off. You're, you're, how, how many feet are you away? I'll speak a lot louder. Well, if you don't take it off, you're very muffled. So if you would take it off, it would be a lot easier. I'll, I'll just speak a lot louder. Is that better? It's better, yeah. And while some might want to argue that it was, in fact, that Trump could not hear the reporter that he asked him to remove the mask, here's Trump just moments later applauding a different reporter for removing their mask. Yeah, go ahead in the back. Hi. Um, just based on some of your recent tweets, sir, do you... Um, you sound so clear <laughs> as opposed to everybody else. And if that's not enough, here is the president of the United States of America mocking his opponent, Joe Biden, for wearing a mask. He famously told a voter, I want you to look in my eyes when he's not wearing the mask, because I've never seen a man that liked a mask. Look, I'm all for it. We have a big weekend distance on the weekend and all of that stuff. And 
wear your mask when you're close together in particular and wash your hands, all those things. We have Labor Day weekend coming up. But did you ever see a man that likes a mask as much as him? And then he makes a speech and he always has it, not always, but a lot of times he has it hanging down because you know what? It gives him a feeling of security. If I were a psychiatrist, right? No, I'd say, I'd say this guy's got some big issues. Hanging down. Hanging down. Congressman, give me your mask. I want to have it hanging from my ear. I don't want to touch your damn mask. Mike, I'll never touch your mask. And in more Trump news, tapes have been released from Trump's multiple interviews with journalist Bob Woodward. The recording reveals that Trump did, in fact, know the severity of COVID-19 while downplaying it to the public. Let's listen. That's a very tricky one. That's a very delicate one. Uh, It's also more deadly than your, you know, your even your strenuous flus. I wanted to uh, I wanted to always play it down. I still like playing it down. Yes, because I don't want to create a panic. And new reports have surfaced claiming that Postmaster General Louis DeJoy incentivized employees at his former company with bonuses to compensate them for personal donations made to Republican candidates, including President Trump. President Trump claims to support an investigation into DeJoy as well as removing him from office if found guilty. Hmm. Again, when I'm looking to connect these dots, y'all, it doesn't make sense. We know that these new reports say that DeJoy was incentivizing people for making personal donations to Republicans, including Trump. And Trump is supposed to be investigating his supposed contributor. Hmm. I'm sure we could all take one collective guess as to how that investigation will go. Now, the NFL kicks off its season tonight. And while many have dismissed the league for its handling, mishandling, really, for calls for social justice, many folks are looking forward to see how the protests will ensue on the field. The Dallas Cowboys, for one, have reportedly given their players the, quote, green light to protest the national anthem. Well, here's what I think about Jerry Jones and his supposed green light. Uh, Listen, uh, black men and women in this country do not seek the permission of the oppressor to do exactly what we need to do to stand up for equality and justice in this nation. R. Kelly's lawyers are blaming prison guards for the singer's recent attack from a fellow inmate. Now, lawyers allege that the guards told fellow prisoners that recent lockdowns were all due to protests outside the facility in support of R. Kelly and that that led to unrest and ultimately the singer's attack. And in tech news, Apple has announced that it will stream a special digital event on September 15th where many expect to see the next generation of the iPhone 12 series. Tech enthusiasts speculate on seeing the most affordable versions as well as the biggest iPhone to ever be made. And that could all be unveiled next Tuesday. All right, that's it for today's headlines. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, Papoose joins to discuss all things Trump and the state of black people in America. We've got more Revolt Black News after this. All right, so today's show has been all about voter suppression. And joining me now is somebody who's been very vocal about the state of our people in this country. He's one of the best MCs in the game, as of course his brilliant and beautiful wife, Remy Ma, will tell you his pen goes hard. So from his golden pen <laughs> to the golden child, welcome to the show, Papoose. Pap, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. All right, so Pap, you call out Trump in, in every way you can, including in your music. So in your song, The Golden Child, you even apologize to your daughter and you say this, I'm sorry the world we live in is not a place much better. 
sorry that you was born into the Donald Trump era. Uh, can you describe some of your thoughts on what Trump has done um, to set black people back in this country? So many things. I would be here forever if I had to make a list and compile all of the, all of the horrible things he's done. Um, but one of the things that pops into my head first is the fact that he ignored experts in the first three months of the coronavirus. They, they was warning him, you know, that this can get out of control and the seriousness of it. He ignored it. He, he downplayed it. He called it a hoax. Also, mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and you know, that, those were very crucial moments. I feel like a lot of lives could have been saved if this guy would have took that route. Absolutely. We know that he ignored experts, as you say, for months. He really knew about this for, 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 for the better part of six months. Didn't say or do anything about it. And then it seemed like when he realized that it was disproportionately killing black people and affecting black and brown communities, he was ready to open the whole country back up just that quick um, when we were still very much in exactly. a pandemic. So very dangerous. Um, but continue. Yes, yes. You know, Obama took heed after what happened with Ebola. He kind of learned and said, OK, we need to have a team in place, you know, within on the federal level, on all levels to prepare us to fight back against a, a virus like this. And Trump just ignored it. You know, anything advice Obama left behind and tried to give him, he downplayed it. When Haiti, when the situation happened in Haiti, he, he referenced Haiti and African, African nations as shithole countries. So these are just examples to give you of how much of a racist I feel that he is and everyone else should see it. Uh, but Pap, you recently made a very interesting tweet and you said that, frankly, some people are undercover Trump supporters and we got to read between the lines. Um, I'm going to ask you exactly what made you tweet that, because I think it's true. Um, and, and what would you say to some of these black folks out here that are supporting him? We're in a situation where it's either Biden or Trump. That's so it. don't don't accept if, if, if you're saying, hey, I'm not voting for neither one of them. Then you're voting for Trump. That's that's more power for Donald Trump. You understand what I'm saying? Don't accept a rant from no celebrity if they don't tell you who they're voting for. Okay, you have your, you're, you're entitled to have your opinion against Joe Biden, and I totally respect that, like I said. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's entitled to their own opinion. But sure. out of the two, who, who are you going for, sir? Because you, you know, that's <laughs> it's really only the question, two options. Pat. No, that's, that's really the question, right? Because, of course, nobody's above scrutiny, right? Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, I say scrutinize the shit out of all of them. But ultimately, That's to right. what ends? After you're done scrutinizing Kamala and Joe, well, who are you voting for? Who are you entrusting to lead the entire nation yes. and our community specifically for the next four years? That's really what I need to hit a rant about. Um, okay, so in this, in terms of the Postal Service, <laughs> we're all aware that they've been doing cuts and threats and basically everything they can to make sure uh, that people cannot vote by mail in this country. Uh, especially in the time of the pandemic. And we know so many people have to vote that way. Uh, what do you think right. about all these efforts, Pat, to undermine the ability to vote by mail and shut down the Postal Service? And they're all coming from Trump. What do you think about that? Yes, I think it's the same manipulation tactics that he used, you know, in his initial election that he used last time. He, he, he did what he did to manipulate the system to try to get into office. I feel like he's bluffing again, though, when he's saying he's going to do this and that, shut down the post. That's nonsense. It's the same guy who shut down TikTok. Never happened. Um, Donald Trump is a big, a big lie, a big lie. He tries to intimidate and manipulate. You know, I, I just think it's another tactic of him to keep himself in power. 
Right. Hear himself talk, which we know he likes to do. Uh, Pat, we know early yes. voting is going to be here before we know it. Right. And um, there are some po- folks in, in, in the culture that say it don't matter who we vote for. Uh, it's just going to be the same either way. What do you tell young black folks, Pat? And, and I'm going to ask you young black men specifically. They say their vote doesn't matter mm-hmm. or it's going to be some bullshit regardless. What do you say to those young brothers, Pat, to make sure they understand the power of their their vote? True indeed. I would say that Mega Evers, um, Martin Luther King, I can go on and on, you know, about black leaders yeah. who sacrificed and laid down their lives so you can have a right to vote at a time when people who look like you couldn't vote. They laid down their lives, put their hung lives on the line. And, hung from trees and made that sacrifice. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Of course, corruption does exist. The suppression of the black vote. It's, it's real, but in reality, the United States voting system is the fairest in the world, the most fair in the world. Don't let your great leaders in the past die in vain. They laid down their lives so you can vote. So why would you not exercise mm-hmm. that right? See, we think about democracy in this country, and I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Um, corruption exists. Uh, it's an imperfect system for sure. But here's the thing. In theory, this is supposed to be a democracy, a democracy in America, right? It's supposed to be mm-hmm. a participatory democracy. What chance That's do right. we have as black people, right? What chance do we have as black people of this shit looking any better for us when we voluntarily suppress our own vote, when we opt out of participating in the so-called democracy? Right. So I think, I think we got to get real clear. Yeah, about about how we want to be accountable for the experiences that we have in this country as black people. Um, before I let you go, yeah. Pep, I want to talk about music. I know you've got a new yes. project coming out called Endangered Species. Um, tell us about it. Yes. Um, what can we expect and what's the concept for the album? Yes. Well, one of the concepts of the album, you know, um, true musicians are an endangered species. So I, I went and got with a, a, an individual who actually plays live instruments and I put my real my heart and my soul and my talent into the project and we came up with this with this project titled endangered species also the black man is an endangered species in this country mm. you know we are being shot and murdered left and right through the poli- police brutality so the black man is an endangered species in this country I'm an endangered species as an artist real artists are endangered I think the people are gonna love it I know they're going to love it, and, they, and they're really the people need it, Pap. <laughs> so with that, I want to say thank you, <laughs> Papoose, um, for using, yes. yeah, using your pen, using your platform, um, showing what black excellence looks like, and of course, always showing what black love looks like. Um, <laughs> brother, we appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Now, we've got another commercial break on the way, but when we come back, Erica Davis joins us for this week's Black Excellence and Entertainment. So stay with us. We've got more Revolt Black News after this. Welcome back to Revolt Black News. Now it's time to get into this week's Black Excellence and Entertainment. Now joining today, we've got Erica Davis. She's an actress and host of the web series Big Dog, Little Dog. Erica, what's going on, sis? Hi, Ebony. I'm so excited to be here today. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Let's get into it. So listen, Power fans got their fill earlier this week with the premiere of Power Book 2, Ghost. Now, while a lot of folks were excited to see the spinoff series follow Tyreek's story, a lot of folks are really excited to see what's in store for the new characters played by Mary J. Blige and Method Man. So, Erica, are you here for Power Book 2 Ghost? 
I am at all the way here for Power Book Two Girls. Now, Courtney Kemp has a way of keeping all of us in our emotions, in our feelings, keeping us guessing. And I expect for her to do the exact same thing with Power, um, the, the reboot. Um, I'm really super excited, though, about seeing Mary J in this street savvy role. Is she going to be the reincarnation of Ghost? Is that what she is that where her role is going to be in this new series? Is she going to find out that maybe she's Ghost's sister? Is Tariq maybe related to her too? All these things are just going on in my mind. And this is only Ebony after one episode. My mind is just all over the place. Exactly, Erica. And so, you know, like most people, I, I definitely left uh, the end of Original Power. Couldn't couldn't stand Tariq, right? Um, right? One of the most hated characters on television. But I hear that as uh, Power Book 2, Ghost continues, uh, we'll get more context for Tariq and we actually will come around to uh, enjoying him again. So I'm looking forward to it, I gotta say. Okay, so more TV news. Tyler Perry, he just wrapped a speedy four-day shoot for his upcoming BET Plus series, Bruh. Now, all 19 episodes were shot, of course, at Tyler Perry Studios in his quarantine bubble, which also houses productions for his other shows, The Oval and Sisters. Now, Erica, I actually just read a recent report that Tyler Perry refuses to do any project that takes him over a week to shoot. Um, if true, what do you think about that? Okay, so let, let me just give you a little bit of backstory, Ebony. On my episode, on one of my episodes, Big Dog, Little Dog, I interviewed actress Denise Boutet, who um, played Sasha and Tyler mm. Perry's the Browns. And in that interview, Ebony, I asked her about the criticism that Tyler Perry gets about that exact same thing. Is it fair that he shoots so much content that, but that he gets criticism for it not having as much quality? And she pushed back. She said, Erica, you know, in our culture, we need to be more supportive of each other's efforts. As an actress, I, you know, my experience is that it, it takes a little bit longer of a time to, to get a really good, strong quality piece of work out there that not only you'll enjoy as a creator, but that the masses can enjoy. Mm -hmm. So, you know, yeah. I pray, I praise Tyler Perry though, Ebony, for being able to sequester his, his crew and his cast and only having yeah. what, four COVID tests. But at the same time, I think that's a fair conversation to have. I think it is too, Erica. I think it's certainly worth debating, but I got to say from a business perspective, of course, this makes all the sense in the world, right? You don't want to overinvest. And that's what I hear Tyler saying is that I'm not at this point in my career going to overinvest in terms of time when I know that the real productivity, I mean, we just reported last week on Revolt Black News, Tyler Perry has officially reached billionaire status. We have to believe that his business model of never taking more than a week on a project has to contribute to that bottom line. All right, so from TV shows to TV movies. Now, the Lifetime Wendy Williams biopic has found their leading lady in Sierra Payton. The film currently titled Wendy Williams, The Hot Topic is executively produced by Wendy Williams herself, along with Will Packer and Sheila Duxworth. I have been waiting on this movie, Erica. I'm a huge Wendy Williams fan, um, and I know you are as well, so I'm excited to see this. And Lifetime tends to get these right, right? They, they've been getting them right lately. I feel like when we were younger, Lifetime movies used to get, you know, <laughs> they weren't the best product. But now I feel like they have been getting this bit, right. Yeah. And story, Ebony, it warms my heart so much because, you know, I love Wendy Williams, but also Sierra, I know from the acting world, you know, very loosely through our network. And she told this heartfelt story about a year and a half ago about how she was two weeks away from food stamps when she got her big break um, from Tyler Perry, coincidentally. And now it's just been all go, go, go for Sierra. So no one deserves this more than her. And then I want to really get to the bottom of the Wendy Williams story. She lives her life out loud, but I feel like there are so many layers about Wendy that we really do not know. 
I know it's a lot we don't know, Erica, because even when, you know, there were rumors for, for, for years around her marriage, and then, of course, when everything came out and the divorce uh, became official, uh, that's just the tip of the iceberg. It's a lot of tea under there, and I know we all can't wait to see it. And also, uh, beyond that, I mean, Wendy's an icon, just again, from the business perspective. Uh, Multi-platform, we really haven't seen a, a, a female dominate in this kind of way since Oprah Winfrey. So I'm also really excited, Erica, to see what, how did the business model grow? We know Wendy blew up in radio, then she had a TV show, but I know there was a lot in between there. So I can't wait for this Lifetime biopic to give us all of that tea. Now, last in music news, Cardi B and Meg The Stallion's hit song, WAP, of course, officially went double platinum earlier this week. Now, while many people aren't surprised by that, one artist and fan, Jay Diggs, he was surprised when his WAP funk cover got the cosign from the Queen Cardi herself. Let's take a look. Okay, Erica, um, I was listening to this um, actually just this morning because I wanted to kind of revisit it. It's such a fun little remix. And when like at first I thought it was just going to be like him kind of DJing and, and kind of taking a relook at the beats. When this brother started singing, what? I was totally here for this remix. What about you, Ian? Ebony, I mean, I'm a 70s funk, 80s pop music junkie myself. So Jay Diggs cover was right up my alley. And, you know, like I could listen to him cover anything. But WAP, I mean, who knew that you could put a 70s, 80s spin on WAP and make it a, an entirely new beast. But unfortunately for him, he's not going to be able to capitalize monetarily as much off of it because obviously streaming rights and copyright won't allow him to. But at least at least Cardi gave him a shout out, right? I'm about to say that's that's the beginning, right? Like you said, he won't get the, the bag on this particular remix, but if he plays his cards right, uh, he should be able to spin this uh, as revenue stream for something else. So I'm excited for um, WAP, of course. Congratulations, Cardi and Meg. And to this brother for his remix, really killing it. All right, Erica Davis, listen, thank you so much, sis, for helping me out with this week's Black Excellence in Entertainment. All right, now we're going to take a quick break, but listen, we've got much more Revolt Black news after this. November 3rd is coming. It'll be here before we know it, and so will your opportunity to vote early. But also coming your way are the traps from every which way to ensure that your vote doesn't count. So here are our top five traps to avoid on your way to the polls November 3rd. Number five, voting online. It's a trap. Now, while you can register to vote online, you cannot cast your ballot online. So listen, be aware of fake websites asking you to vote through a portal or an app. It's fake and it's some bullshit. Number four, you can only vote at your pre-designated polling place. Eh, wrong, that's a trap. Now listen, you can vote at any polling place. Now some cities assign you a voting place and ideally sometimes it's close to your house, but sometimes it's far away. Go to the one assigned to you if you can. If not, go to the one closest to you, most convenient and ask for a provisional ballot. Now number three, you're still in line when the polls closed. If you go home, you've been trapped. Fam, listen, they have to let you vote. Remember what Michelle Obama said? We have to grab our comfortable shoes, put on our mask, pack a brown paper dinner or breakfast too, because you've got to be willing to stand in line if you have to. Number two, social media hoaxes are huge traps. Listen, as we get closer to November 3rd, all kinds of fake reports and scare tactics will show up online. Now, in past years, they've included statements like ISIS at the polling place or police are doing searches and random things in certain areas. 
ICE and police are not the trap, y'all. The post itself, that's the trap. And number one, believing that your voice doesn't matter. Any indication or statement telling you that your voice doesn't count or matter, that is the biggest and most dangerous trap of all. And we're saying Black Lives Matter each and every day, which also means that Black voices matter and ultimately Black votes matter. Please don't get trapped. Vote because you matter. Vote because Black Lives Matter. Welcome back to Revolt Black News. Now today we've talked a lot about voter suppression, but now we're going to spotlight a part of our community that often has their vote suppressed simply by default. I'm talking about the black transgender community. Now we know voters get turned away for dumb shit, like their physical address doesn't match the one listed on their ID. So can you imagine the challenges when you are black and transgendered and trying to vote and your gender as you show up at the polls doesn't match the gender listed on your driver's license? So to help me discuss and break this down, David Johns, he's the executive director of the National Black Justice Coalition, and we all know and love him as Uncle Clifford on P-Valley, Nico Annan. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Um, Nico, I'm going to start with you. Now, we know some of the common hurdles for anybody black voting in this country, but they are specific hurdles when you are a black transgendered voter. And that's a fact. So tell us a little bit about what uh, a person who is transgendered has to bring with them to prove their identity and why it can be a specific problem when it comes to voting. When it comes to the gender marker that's on the ID, there's a huge process that you have to go through to, to make that happen, whether that's going to the the county clerks, you know, and sometimes in red states, it's a little harder. There's more tape to go through than on, in the blue states. You can't even get your gender marker changed unless you actually have had uh, a, a gender reassignment surgery. You know, there are so many different things that people have to go through that go beyond just the address. So for me, from what I have been told from my friends that are on the spectrum, it really has to, you know, uh, resources. And I know like trans, uh, trans is one of those resources that a lot of people go to, to find out just how do I get this information to get my ID changed so that I can be able to go out here and exercise my right as an American to vote. So David, I want to get your take on the fact that there's an aspect of, of our culture and our community that doesn't fully empathize with this situation, the special challenges that transgender voters um, deal with at the ballot. And they kind of say, well, you know, make it easy um, on everybody else and just show up looking like the gender that's on your ID. David, can you explain why that is not an acceptable answer? Data shows that there are more than 100,000 new voters who are trans, many of them who live in states that make it incredibly difficult for people to obtain the kinds of identification, whether that's photo identification or non-photo identification, that they are then required to use to vote. And this is a problem in a general election. We know that there were nearly 40,000 trans folks who were unable to vote four years ago when he shall not be named assumed office. And that's, again, a traditional cycle. There's nothing about this current election cycle that's traditional. And so we should all account for the fact that this administration in particular has targeted trans people. There have been trans bans around the military and continued attacks around individuals' ability to access not only health care, but housing. Two things, the housing in particular is also a barrier yeah. to people being able to vote. Let's be clear. This administration is doing things to make it difficult for people to vote by mail. Voting by mail is important because as you both articulated, Ebony, you and in your intro, and Nico, you 
in your first response, when you show up to vote in person, you have to deal with a poll worker. And it's that individual's job to ensure that you are the person who your identity says you are. And if you're one of many people who, for many reasons, there's a disconnect between your gender identity, gender expression, and that which is on your ID, that poll worker can deny you the right to vote. And so this is why, in particular, all of our access to be able to vote safely, but in particular to be able to mail-in ballots is incredibly important. The last thing I would say to, to, to make sure that people understood that I heard your question is that all of us deserve the right to vote. Every citizen who lives under the uh, systems and policies and practices that allow us to show up every single day as Americans to deal with these crises that we're all dealing with together deserves the right to vote. And there have been concerted attempts to deny us that ability since the three-fifths compromise. And anybody who at mm. this moment doesn't understand that unless and until all of us are free, none of us are free, they might not need to be able to exercise certain rights, including the privilege to vote. When we talk about gender identity and gender um, identity politics, it can get a little partisan um, and people have the presumption, mm -hmm. rightfully so, that um, the, the left or the democratic side of things, the blue side of things can be uh, a bit more forgiving, a bit more understanding and respectful of the rights of the broad gender community. But, I mean, there's still people, frankly, on the Democratic side, the blue side, the left side, that, that still have their ignorances and say things like, oh, my gosh, it's LGBTQ plus when, you know, I can't keep up. It's changing so rapidly. When, when will this stop? Uh, what do you say to those people that consider themselves progressive or allies of the community, but still show up with their own ignorance and biases? I, <laughs> I say to them something that probably Uncle Clifford would say. Because my grandmother said, as long as you are alive, you are still living and still learning. Mm. So as long as you got breath in your body, you need to be evolving. So we, as we continue to evolve, we have to make sure that we're doing the mental work and the social work to make that happen. David, now we know some states offer an X or uh, an opportunity to, to have non-binary as the gender option when you register to vote, but we know all states don't offer that. Uh, could you recommend some tips um, for our viewers out there that want to know uh, the best way to go about that registration process if their state does not offer a sufficient option for them? Yeah, let me say three things. One is I recommend everybody check out transformthevote.org. It's another resource similar to the one that Nico mentioned that offers state-specific responses to this question because, again, there's so much variation across states, and a lot of this information is changing daily as there are legal um, and other battles around us. The second thing is that um, this is incredibly difficult. I'm seldom uh, apt to give advice to members of my community, people who identify as queer, trans, or non-binary, and that is because we often um, have faced so many forms of violence and trauma making decisions that people otherwise uh, uh, think are simple, right? And, and, and showing up to vote, risking one's life in this moment of COVID to go vote in person or drop off a ballot or to do the things required to maybe mail in a ballot, might require one to contemplate whether or not they want to do that. And I want people to do whatever is required to ensure that they are well, period, full stop. Mm. Now, mm -hmm. it is also important for me to highlight that there, as you mentioned, are some states, including the District of Columbia, that offer an X option or a non-specified option with regard to gender. If you are a member of the community or not, you can lobby and, and, and push your legislators to ensure that they change laws to ensure that 
that's an option. That's one thing, right? Mm -hmm. the, the other thing is this, um, and this is the thing that I think of as a Black Sandra loving man. Um, if you have the option to vote by mail and or to safely vote in person in ways that allow you to use IDs that will not invite any of this, this other form of violence, then I think you should do that. And if you have a question about this and need specific advocacy or support, hit me up at mbjc.org. A wealth, just a wealth of knowledge on that. Um, listen, David, you know how I feel about you. You are truly a treasure for our culture and our people. And uh, I so revere and admire the work you're doing and look to continue to support it, David Johns. And Nico, brother, thank you for your work um, doing that in a space that is so important, uh, making sure that people have these examples and these humanized experiences in their living rooms. Uh, that, that is an invaluable part of the work. And congratulations again on a great first season of P-Valley. We can't wait for many more. So today we talked a lot about the variety of ways that the black vote can be suppressed. But there's an obvious opponent to us getting our votes counted on November 3rd, and that's COVID-19. So vaccine or no vaccine, one thing we know for sure that helps prevent the spread of coronavirus is simply wearing a mask. It is simple, y'all, but unfortunately, our president does not set the example. So right now, we're putting up a list of Black-owned mask companies, and I am asking you to support them. So whether it's ShakuraCouture.com, taylorjcollection.com or sunsun.com or any other company that's not on this particular list. Please, y'all, buy one, buy several. Regardless, I'm asking you to buy yourself an opportunity to protect yourself and the people you love from COVID-19 and from systematic racism because they are both suppressing us at disproportional rates. I'll say it again. Wear a mask and register to vote early. For Revolt Black News, I'm Ebony K. Williams. See you next time. Bye.